Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Hey, everybody. I was smart and I unmuted my mic. Yay for me. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. Presumably you can see me. Presumably you can hear me. And you can see all these fine games, two of which are about to be opened. And aren't you glad you got here early because you folks will decide which of these two games we are going to unbox and talk about before we actually get to the podcast recording. But good morning, everybody. Why is my phone beeping at me? I bet you it's Paolo. Paolo has been a real chatterbox this morning. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> Paolo has been quizzing me about when am I going to move back to the EU. And I have been during the uh, been telling him some of our potential future plans. And he said, well, you should just move to Portugal. Um, and he's actually, apparently he's found an apartment nearby that he thinks is perfect for me and Jen. Um, and he ends with, consider that, smiley face. So there's a little bit of peek into my uh, non-live streaming life when it... Im- just punches right into the live stream. Hey, Victory, how are you doing, Feld fan? Uh, Gideo, AG Fox, 586. What is the 586? Was 585 taken? I don't know. But, um, yeah, this is just going to be a typical live Tuesday next week. Ruel will be back, and we'll be doing the next episode of the R&R show, whereupon somebody will win a copy of Sagrada Artisan. So that's very exciting. But today, I am flying solo. And after we're done talking about these games, I am, like I said, going to be filming the podcast. And uh, there were not as many questions that came to questions at rotto.com this month. So it's going to be a little bit shorter than normal unless you folks come up with more questions. Which means start your question with a question mark. And once the podcast is over, and I'll repeat all this later in case you don't uh, aren't picking up on it now. Uh, once the podcast is over, I'll see if there are any good questions that would be podcast worthy. And I'll throw them in as well. And you folks can become part of the uh Permanent record, as it were. Since, of course, nothing's permanent on Twitch, since after a few weeks, these videos always get deleted. Although, of course, I always do move them, unless I forget, over to YouTube. So the archive lives there. All right. Um, Yeah, Spitza, I don't know um, if he appreciates just how much space... Well, I know he appreciates how much space all this stuff takes, of course. But how much space Jen's studio is... That's, uh, that is, uh, daunting. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't think an apartment would do it. I mean, we're in a, this is a small three bedroom house with a, uh, loft over the garage and that's where Jen is. So it's really kind of like a four bedroom house and yeah, that works for us. An apartment in Portugal probably wouldn't quite cut it, but what the heck I'll reply later and I'll say, well, yeah, send me a link. I'll take a look. Why not? You never know. You never know. Uh, never say never, as it were. And hello, Kabuki, and Ruckus, and James. Oh, and also, uh, while we were away since the last live stream, thank you to Zenzafina, wherever you are, and Fred33 for subscribing. Um, just uh, continually working our way up to unlock some bonus stuff there. And uh, okay, but I think we've got enough folks to start the voting. So 
I am going to open and unbox and explain or give a basic introduction based on what little I know of two of these five games. You folks are about to vote on which two of these five games it's going to be. But let me um, clue you in on what they are. You may not know of all of them. Lacrimosa is the latest from DeVere. And man, DeVere is really on a tear. They are bringing their A game. This is their big box for the year. This is a heavy box. It's probably the second heaviest. I think... Or it is roughly the same weight as Marrakesh over there. And um, actually, what was it? Tantrum House just put up a nice video just this morning. So I was looking at it and, oh my gosh, the components, the player boards in here for the multi-use cards are super cool. Uh, I think they're going to be very satisfying. Better than um, uh, Aquatica. So that might be something you want me to open and we take a look at. Meanwhile, there's King of Monster Island from Richard Garfield, which is the cooperative sequel to King of Tokyo and King of New York. And um, this is worth opening because it's got... A volcano that's at the middle of the board. And if you make me open it, I'll put the whole thing together so you can get an idea of what this looks like. Plus, there's only one other video out there. Um, Marrakesh, Lacrimosa, and uh, Teletum all have other coverage, but uh, there's very little because, I mean, I can't, I'm going to be filming this in October, but you'd be getting a really early sneak peek at Cooperative King of Tokyo. It does some very, very cool things uh, and has just about the neatest board presence you've ever seen. So that might be why you open that. Marrakesh is the latest from Stefan Feld. I saw a Feld fan is in the audience, so I know there's at least one vote going towards this, plus however many uh, show points. Because, folks, when this vote starts, remember, you can uh, funnel your Rotto runs-through points into there, too, and even bits if you want. So here's the deal. Paul Grogan... Uh, is probably the second biggest Feld fan in modern board game media after me. I am the only channel in the world that can confirm I have filmed every single Feld game in existence. Very few people have done Spiel mit Lucas, um, or It Happens, but I've done them all. Anyway, but uh, Paul, I know, is a super Feld fan too. This has eclipsed Trajan to become his number one. And I totally see why, because this seems like on the surface like it has some very Trajan-y vibes, but replacing the Moncala with the Cube Tower from Amerigo. So, will this eclipse... I mean, Trajan is my number two. Will this push into my new number two, Feld? Will it even push into my number one? Well, we'll find out eventually, but today we can open it and look a bit more closely. Then there's Teledum, the latest from uh, Daniel Tassini and Simone Luciani. When these two work together, it's magic. Uh, Zulk in the Mind Calendar is still one of the great Euros of all time. And um, this is a has a very, very cool approach to dice drafting. Uh, multi-use dice drafting, let's just say, which is something I would love to see more of. And then finally, we've got Fit to Print. Now, I don't, I bet you anything, folks. I'm calling it right now. This one is not going to get your votes, but that's too bad because it's latest from Peter McPherson, who is the designer of one of my top 30 games of all time, Tiny Towns. And uh, what did he just put out? The, uh, the pick up and deliver game. Oh, I can't think of it now. But I mean, that one, I keep saying Moonrush, but that's not it. That's not even remotely it. It's me, what is Peter McPherson's pick-up-and-deliver space game? Wormholes! Thank you, Victory! Yeah, and Wormholes is really good, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Wormhole makes a few top tens at the end of the year. And this is the new one. Then, if you don't know anything about it, this is basically Peter McPherson's take on Galaxy Trucker and trying to improve on it. And there are some very, very cool components in here. And the reason you might pick this, if for no other reason, there is no video in existence on this game. So, this would be uh, world exclusive, opening it up and seeing the uh, the components there. But anyway, folks, those are the five we have to choose from. I should have actually had my poll ready ahead of time, but I didn't. Which 
two for you. Uh, somebody just go on ahead and start this poll. You'll have two minutes to vote. And let's see, what is it? Lacrimosa, King of Monster Island, Island, and Marrakesh, and Tilatum. I think I'm saying that right, or close to, and fit to print. All right, folks, you have two minutes to vote. Let me know which two of these we are going to open up and get into today. I have no idea what you have in mind, but I will move over here to so you can still see my beautiful bearded face. I had every intention uh, yesterday and today of, of shaving, but then I found out we were going to get raided. What is, who is that? Uh, Thunderglyph Games, hey, welcome. Is there a particular saying I, I should uh, shout out? Thunder, Thunder, Thundergriff. Something like that, perhaps. Uh, hey, Thundergriff, you're just in time to vote. Um, looks like we have a minute and a half left. Which two of these games, which you all of a sudden can't see, oh dear, um, are, you know, is it Lacrimosa you want to see unboxed? King of Monster Island from Richard Garfield. Marrakesh. I was not ready for a raid. Fit to print. And Tealatum. Which of these two are we unboxing today? And sadly, I know... Oh, geez. Almost knocked them all over. Sadly, for folks who are paying attention to the trailer, I know I said uh, Race to the Raft, which is basically the sequel to Isle of Cats, would have been on the ballot today for unboxing. And I wish it could, because I'm very excited to talk about this, but I am under embargo, as it turns out. So, this is all you get to see, the side of the box, and we'll just put it off to the side for now. Alrighty. Um, so, how is the voting going? I gotta put my one vote in. Yep, Fit to Print gets no love. Well, it gets one vote from me, but I don't think that's gonna turn it. Oh my gosh, Tylatum is the, at the bottom? That is very surprising. And meanwhile, um, hey, Mike Adams, thank you for subscribing. Every time anybody subscribes, we are getting closer to unlocking more bonus content for the channel. Um, I don't just put up one of those little things, hey, we're trying to get 20 new subscribers, and then what happens? Nothing. I actually give you stuff if you um, follow or subscribe or all the rest of it. So thank you, Mike. And by the way, if anybody else is thinking about it, did you know you can subscribe for free, which will give you a cool little avatar like Mike just uh, got down there, uh, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber. But anyway, Lacrimosa, number one, King of Monster Island, number two, Marrakesh. I thought Marrakesh had a, a shot at it. And here's the thing. I'm kind of glad Marrakesh didn't happen because if it did... Oh, here's the other side of the box. If it had made it, I would have put the cube tower together live on camera. And I was really nervous about that. So I thought that was going to be a surprise if you chose it. You didn't choose it. You just made my life a little bit easier. Okay. So let's get that out of the way. Oh, and I was just using uh, Sagrada to hold things up. But folks, hey, uh, there's no contest giveaway this week. But next week, we'll be back with the R&R show. And we'll be giving away one copy of Sagrada Artisans. How do you win? Watch the last episode of the R&R show, our top 10 roll and write games. And listen for the secret word. And I'll clue you in a little bit since you're here live now. The secret word is spoken by Ruel, not by me. So you know when I'm talking, you can just tune out. So it's going to be one of Ruel's games where the secret word is spoken. The secret word was crutches, if I recall correctly, because Ruel and I are both old and find ourselves needing crutches more and more. But anyway, watch. Um, there's uh, still plenty of time. We're not going to be doing that drawing until, uh, what? It's, uh, the uh, Tuesday, the 27th. So basically, you have a week from today to enter to win. And the thing is, you have because uh, entries 
are hard to do. You have to actually listen and find a keyword. Um, you know, instead of the thousands of people who actually watch the R&R show, usually only a few hundred actually enter. So you have a better shot than most contests of winning. But anyway, let me get all this out of the way. Sorry, losers. It's all about Lacrimosa. Hello. And um, King of Monster Island today. After I get a drink of water and check to make sure everything is going okay. Mm. Hello, um, uh, Javier from Thundergriff. I believe Thundergriff is actually one of the first channels that ever raided me back when I first got here on Twitch. And at the time, I don't even sure if I knew what a raid was. It just suddenly happened, and that was all very cool. But anyway, it's good to see you all again, just in time to unbox Lacrimosa Chosen by you folks. Although, wait a minute, a couple of messages have come in. All right, oh, no, no, those can wait till later. So, where is my overhead camera? Boop. And it hasn't crashed. Hoorah. All right, let me make this a bit bigger so I can see what I am doing. All right. And so, uh, ascension from, I think, relatively new designers, uh, Gerard Ascendi, Ferran uh, Renalias. But, like I said in the intro, DeVere has really, really been bringing their A-game in a big, big way for the last few years. Last year, um, they had Batoku, which was a monster production, and this looks like an even cooler production. Well, again, I've seen somebody else's video of it. Let's go ahead and scooch this over here. All right, there we go. Although, what is the situation? Mozart died and was unable to conclude his Requiem. A work of such magnitude cannot remain unfinished. Uh, the finest and most talented composers of the age must be hired in order to finish the score. In Lacrimosa, you become one of the patrons of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who is willing to fund the completion of his unfinished Requiem. Uh, will, you will have to find the best composers, remember the most interesting moments in Mozart's life, and do everything possible to leave your imprint on the most important as the most important patron of the genius. So let's talk about doing that, shall we? Okay. Bye-bye box cover. Wow, that is a very different uh, bit of art than the box cover. Um, oh my gosh. I guess it's actually kind of morbid. Uh, apparently, uh, I, where did I, did it actually say it in here? I saw somewhere. Yeah. In um, 1791, on his deathbed at the age of 34, Mozart wrote the last eight bars of his life, the lacrimosa of the Requiem in D minor. That's amazing right there. And so I guess this is literally the final moments uh, in, in English or um, various, many other languages. Jeez, wow, lots of languages. Okay, so out of the way, rule book. Just take a quick looky-loo and lots of historical information. Apparently, as it said on the back of the box, we are patrons of him in life and his widow has asked us to help uh, immortalize him, like he needed any help with that, by finishing the, uh, oh, what's it called? The Lacrimosa. And so we, are, oh, and also she is writing a memoir of his life. So she also wants us to help her by recounting stories of our time with him when he was still alive. I have to admit, that's a really cool theme. I'm, I'm very, very intrigued by it. All uh, right. Yeah, there is uh, working on the Requiem. There's travel. There's commissioning opuses. There's documenting our memories, performing or selling music. And let's see. Uh... What are the other actions? Okay, those are apparently the main actions we're doing. Then we go into maintenance and uh, so on. Hey, big breakdown of the components in detail. Cards, uh, skippy dip. And a solo game, too. Alrighty. There we go. So, but let's get into it, shall we? Alright, these... Oh, yeah, these are the player boards. 
Very, very nice. I mean, again, I mean, Devere is so bringing their A-game by saying, oh, look, here's a journal that opens up to be everything that we need to keep track of in this game, whether you're the purple, the blue, the yellow, or the green player, I guess. Yep. All right. And here's the deal, folks. Let me get out the cards. Let me reach off screen for my knife, which is always uh, blade down, so I won't accidentally cut myself one time while reaching for it. So at any given time, as I understand it, on your turn, you have four of these cards in your hand. You're going to play two of them and then draw two more at the end of the turn. And the thing that is uh, so cool about this game, do I have a zoom in? Yes, I think I do. Nope, that's not, it's me zoomed in. I want zoomed in of the overhead, uh, boom, there we go, zoomed in. All right, I mean, just bring this over here a little bit. Do, do, do. Seems a little out of focus, actually. Did I not hit the, hey, cameras, reset yourself. There we go. Oh, sorry, Lacrimosa. You were a little out of focus all this time. I'm glad I zoomed in so I could see that because I'm actually looking on a tiny window. So anyway, you've got these multi-use cards. On your turn, you're going to play two of them. One of them goes up top, and that will be the action you're doing, those actions I talked about before. And they slide into this dual layer board Oh, so nicely. It just feels so good. And meanwhile, then I got to pick another card to slide into the bottom. And these are resources that I gather, like some money, to help me with the other action I am going to do. And uh, then those spots are filled in, and then we draw a couple more, and that's how we play the game. This is lovely. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they really want the extra mile. There's like an overhang, so they just slot in so nice. It feels so lovely. They didn't have to do this. This could have just been a single-layer board, and boom, you just play them on the edge of the board. But, I mean, like I said, Devere is really... Hey, what's this? Apparently, apparently, this is a card with no top action, so I guess you use it for the bottom. And as I understand it, I mean, it's also a bit of a deck builder game. You always have nine cards, and over the course of the game, you'll be dumping some cards. You're starting crap cards and replacing them with better cards that are also systematically tied to stuff. But I do not know too terribly much about that. Plus, there's different objectives every time you play and all of that. So this is where the coolness is for this game. These player boards are very, very neat. Um, and let's see what else we got here. We've got a whole bunch... Not just cubes, but cool little tokens that represent the work we can do in the different player colors trying to finish the Lacrimosa, which is an area control element of the game. That's one of several different things that is going on throughout Lacrimosa. All of you guys, get out of the way, because we need to look at the big old board. All righty. Where are we going? What are we doing? Boop. Did I get it right? Nope. Upside down. There we go. So, down here, I was talking about, you know, when I'm actually uh, having composers contribute, I'm actually getting my notes on this board. This is the coolest area control dudes on a map game you've ever seen, uh, where you're actually battling with notes instead of with muskets, which is very, very cool. Alternatively, you can be, let's see, somewhere in here. There we go. You can be reminiscing about your time with the maestro himself uh, and moving this around from city to city because that's one of the things you can do is you know have remembrances of all the good times you had with him as one of his uh, most beloved patrons. But the thing is, players share this. So you might have been hoping, right, okay, he's in Paris. This is where I need him to go to interact with the thing, but then I end up moving him down to Lyon. And now you got to get him back up to Paris or change your plans. So this does seem like it's a very indirect 
uh, interaction game. We're doing area control stuff. We are trying to get our universal avatar that represents all of us to the right place at the right time. We've got some more cool things. I do not know what all of these represent. Looks like wagon wheels and such. A whole b uh, bunch more cards. And I can't do this all day. Got another one to unbox. But we got some coins. Oh, we got a tuning fork. What do you want to bet that is the first player marker? That's nice. And then what are these? Uh, hmm. Well, that is a foreign language. So somebody who can read that, tell me, what is that? Oh, yeah. Th yeah, this is 100% not English, this particular one. So I can't tell you anything about that. But, right. So, and then, of course, there's all the Euroy trappings, all kinds of tiles that you are grabbing that do all kinds of different actions and whatnot, and very... Love, lovely, well-adorned um, things in the art style of the time. And yeah, these are only... I don't see any English on any of these things on either side. That is interesting. I'll have to worry about that later. Okay, and I think that's about it. Yep, a few more pieces, which again, these are player pieces. And they went the extra mile and just didn't make different... But, you know, actually, what, is this a sticker? No, this is not a sticker. So this is... Or what do you call it? Not silk screening, but I, I forget the term. Somebody knows the term. They'll say it in the chat. So anyway, that's Lacrimosa. I am very excited about it because last year's Botoku was fantastic. Um, but mostly, it's for this thing. It's for these wonderful slots. Uh, just putting this stuff in here it just feels good. Oh, they're just in there. Nice and snug. Absolutely lovely. Okay. Boxing number one done. Boxing number two, the king of Monster Island from the king of Tokyo universe. All right, a cooperative game. Use your claws and fame to destroy the king of Monster Island. Choose your monster. Roll the dice to damage, heal, and build. Um, unlike regular. Uh, gain new powers. So I think the core of this game is very reminiscent of the Yahtzee-style roll, re-roll, re-roll of, um, of what, you, what you got there. Hey, I just realized I don't have anything in my ear, so I don't hear when events happen. Oh, dear. Let's see here. Or, I mean, did you folks hear? Are you guys folks hearing events? Was there an event when the uh, raid came in? I didn't hear anything. Now I'm worried if sound is off. Anyway, I'll pay a little bit more attention. Uh, I just got a little carried away there. Oh, you okay, Kabuki says you are hearing it. So, yeah, I forgot to put this in my ear, but I would have thought I would have heard it through the speaker. But maybe I just don't hear it over my bellowing voice. Increase your fame, recruit allies, fight three bosses with six difficulty levels, drop the dice in the volcano to determine their actions. That's what we're here to see, folks. Take me to the volcano! What is that a quote from? If you can figure it out, it is my favorite movie of all time. Take me to... The Volcano. And I think it might be Jen's, too. Or it's certainly in Jen's top five. Okay, but meanwhile, breaking news, rule book. You know, nice little thematic intro there. Obviously, this is going to be a gateway or maybe gateway plus style game. And from what I've seen of it, it really kind of gives me um, the loop vibes, which is an amazing cooperative game. I don't know if this is going to be as good. Here are, I believe these are some of the minions you will face that are summoned by the big scary bad. Uh, the King of the Monsters. And these are probably upgrades. They have to do a dice. Hey, that's a bunch of green. We'll just keep it over here. Green on green screen. Not a good idea. But here is the big thing. All right. This looks like all one thing. Yep. This is the base of the volcano. And here's like some stacks of cubes. And here's... Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a... Maybe... Well, it's some kind of tall crystal thingy. That's all fine. We'll come back to the board. 
because this is what you came to see, folks. It's a plastic base for a volcano. And a bag to pull the dice out of. Here are, let's see, I believe these are the big bosses that we will be fighting against. And here's actually maybe the coolest thing about this game is the fact that, as I understand it, the um, characters that you can play in regular King of Tokyo and King of New York are completely compatible with this game. So instead of playing with Mega Moth or Hades or Rex Flore or... Oh, that, oh, that must be a boss. Or bigger, I assume that's us. Or Purple Rain. Oh, and then here are our... Here are our standees that move around the island. You can actually play with the characters that have come before. That is very, very cool. Now, unfortunately, I do not own uh, King of Tokyo. I played King of Tokyo once many years ago, and I got so bored so fast that I actively lobbied to get myself eliminated from the game, and I was happy to say I got out very quickly, and then Jen got stuck there for another hour uh, because it's just not our kind of game. So, yeah, here's all the player cards with... Uh, special powers and all the rest of it. Very, very nice, obviously. Uh, high quality presentation, as you would expect. Let's see. Big old dice. Are these the exact same dice as King of Tokyo? I kind of think so, but it's been so many years since I played. Was there building as an action before? I'm not sure. But, all right, get all of you out of the way. We got a bunch of cards. We got a bunch of green cubes. These seem very King of Tokyo-ish. We've got a bunch of, oh, the uh, the stands for all the character player standees, of course. But how do you put this thing together? All right, it goes like this. All right, we've got this. And so, does it, right, what holds it together? All right, there must be something probably on the punch boards that holds this thing together. Or no, is it just this? Is it as simple as that? It's almost as simple as that. I think I just made a volcano. You tell me, folks. Uh, let me come back to... There we go. It's a volcano! Let's put that volcano on an island. Do, do, do. Island. Volcano. Come here, you. And uh, so, yeah, this is where we're running around pandemic style. Or, again, to me it feels a lot more like the loop. Uh, because we just have this kind of circular thing we're running around. And um, somewhere on the island is the big boss who can move around and do stuff. Is dropping off minions. Which apparently we spend more time fighting minions than we do the big boss trying to punch through them. And we have our own dice that we roll. And oh, I need a couple more punches and re-roll Yahtzee style like regular King of Tokyo. But then the boss has their own dice. These red dice. And... This is where the fun happens when the boss strikes back. As you might imagine, here they go. Whee! Okay, this region just got hit with an eyeball and a big crystal, whatever that means. And then later on, okay. Oops, I have this set up wrong. Some assembly required. I failed. Let's see. Okay. Oh, 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 I see. There's slots. These go into the slots. Right, so it doesn't just sit there loose like I just very poorly. I don't know how to build a volcano. All right, there we go. There we go. There we go. I'm literally figuring it out as I go. So, yeah, that's a bit more solid. So let's try this again. Overhead style. Overhead. Um, 
There we go. And so there's big trouble over here. These are the safe areas. We got to deal with these. I believe the monster can use them as resources. We can potentially use them as resources, etc., etc. So we take our turns. We are running around, fighting monsters, doing all the kind of stuff you would do, trying to run it down, trying not to run out of health ourselves, and then dealing with all this stuff that keeps on getting dropped every time into the board, which is very, very neat. So Jen and I love the loop. Uh, absolutely one of the best cooperative games in the last decade. Easily, easily. Jen just recently gave it uh, five stars on her one to five star rating in the Jen Jog show that we do for exclusive backers. And she gives maybe like three or four of those a year. And she gave one to the loop when we played the uh, Fozilla expansion. So um, I expect... Well, I... Obviously, this is gonna. This is a sequel to King of Tokyo. So, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm not trying to get myself too hyped up, right? Because this is going to be a lightweight, family-friendly game, just like King of Tokyo before it. But one where I'm working with somebody rather than against them, I'm just happy this exists because it always drives me nuts when you have ma massive. Um, breakthrough hits as gateway games and their players trying to kill each other and that's not showing all the people who don't know anything about modern designer board games that hey it doesn't have to be like sorry it doesn't have to be like what you think board games are you can work with your families so I wish this was the thing that was super mega popular because it shows there's a different way because it is better to work with people than try to kill them um, in my experience at least so anyway folks uh, I will get off my editorial high horse and say I'll move the camera out of the way. There were two unboxings as promised. All right, and we're a half an hour in, making good time. Let me get a drink of water. And let me get my keyboard back. And let me see what you think. All right, Kabuki has a lot to say, obviously. And I think everybody else is just being shy. And that's all right. Um, we're just here to have a good time. That is totally cool. And, um, yep. Corthane, you got it. Joe versus the Volcano. My favorite movie of all time. I'm not going to say the best movie of all time, but my favorite. I have seen that movie so many times. I love it so much. I can quote it in so many different ways. Uh, I could sing the cowboy, cowboy, cowboy. Riding towards me. I, I, I love everything about Joe versus the Volcano. Such a wonderful... Um, hidden gem of a film that was very unappreciated in its time. It was like way ahead of its time. This is very meta and, um, you know, back when meta wasn't a thing and self-referential and charming is all get out. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan at the height of their powers uh, from somebody Stanley, the uh, writer-director of Moonstruck. But for me, I'll take Joe vs. the Volcano any day of the week. An amazing movie. Take me to the volcano. And just in time for that, oh, Board Game DTV, hello. You just missed the unboxings. I just put away King of Monster Island. No. Uh, but welcome to the party, pal. You know what? Okay, just for you, I'm not going to do the whole thing again, but let me get the board back out. And let me get the volcano. I will take you to the volcano. Uh, you missed me fumbling around trying to figure out how to put this together live. So this is the cooperative sequel to um, King of Tokyo, where you can still use your King of Tokyo monsters, or King of New York monsters, or the ones that come with the game, to fight a big boss, King of the Monster Island, and all their minions. And every time the boss attacks, he takes dice and uh, deploys them via the volcano and creates new problems for us. Very, very cool, neat um, I'm looking forward to trying it next month. I should have a run-through up for this. I'm not sure about Lacrimosa. 
Uh, we'll have to see what the Rotto runs through voters choose. People who back the show on Patreon every month, they get to vote on what gets covered on the channel. And I'm sure Tylerton will get chosen. And Lacrimosa might, or it might be Marrakesh. There's some really, really big ticket items uh, that will be coming in October. No surprise, because it's that time of year. But anyway. Oh, oh hey, and by the way, I noticed, um, I know um, Lincoln was... Oh, he was painting the miniatures for the Jurassic Park Legacy game. Is that correct, Raiders? I am curious. Um, did he at all talk? Did anybody ask him? Because if I'd been in the audience, I would have asked, Hey, Lincoln, how do you like the game? Because I'm definitely interested in second opinions after the Dice Tower utterly destroyed Jurassic Park Legacy. I mean, really ripped it apart. And uh, But I, th- I, I was kind of surprised by that. But um, let's see. And uh, Joe King, Joe King, two versus four says yes, yes to what? Of course, you might not even be saying yes to me. Um, right. Okay. Um, Tibby Blue has a question, but I don't think that's a question for me having to do with the FDA and NyQuil. That is something I do not know about. So it looks like okay. It looks like no other big events have happened. Um, but thanks for showing up, everybody. Two raids so far. That is very exciting. And, uh, oh, yes to the painting. D- did he talk at all about the game, uh, Joe? I'm really curious. Because I have to admit, I am not the biggest Prospero Hall fan in the universe. I-, I have played several of the games, and I thought, oh, these are all great gateway games, but they just weren't real keepers for me and Jen. With the exception of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was excellent. And, unfortunately, very overlooked. I thought that Wonder Woman had some really cool design ideas in it. But overall, I mean, I, I've tried several of them, like the Back to the Future game. I'm like, oh, this is nice, but just not for us. So I wasn't that keen on um, of, you know, Jurassic Park Legacy of Isla Nuba, I believe, until the Dice Tower utterly destroyed it. You know, gave it uh, three out of ten, or three, four, three out of tens or something like that. And so now I'm curious. I wasn't curious before, but now I'm like, I don't know if I, 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 I this I have to see. So I was just kind of curious, and it's like, nope. Oh, but they are going to play it on a future live stream. Okay, that is cool. That is good to know. I could have sworn they had already done that. Maybe or back when they had the prototype. So I guess they've just gotten it and they're starting to play through their campaign. Well, I will look forward to that in the future. I mean, I just finished Sagrada Artisans uh, Legacy a couple of weeks ago. So I'm kind of legacyed out right now. But um, I am definitely keen on trying another one. So maybe before the end of the year. Speaking of Legacy Artisans, for the folks who just showed up late, um, we're giving away a copy of this. How do you win? You watched last week's R&R show, where Ruel and I did our top 10 favorite dice games. You find the secret word, you send it to contestatraw.com, and you are entered to win a Legacy game, or Sagrada Artisans, the Legacy game, which is excellent. Um, And you have until Tuesday of next week to do that. So, since a few people are probably new here, I thought I should let you know, uh, because that is very exciting. Phew. Okay. Thing number one done. Double unboxing. How was it? I Hopefully that was successful. Hopefully I gave everybody a little bit of an idea uh, based on my little knowledge of the game. I, when I started doing unboxings, I would just say, oh, let's just see what's in here. I don't know. But that just feels so weak to me. So this morning, I spent a couple of hours reading rules and watching videos for all five games, just so that whichever two you picked, I would have been ready to talk about them in some detail. Okay. Okay, and um, oh, and also, if you do go watch the top ten dice game or not dice games, a roll and write games to find that secret word to enter to win Sagrada Artisan, since you're here right now, I'll give you a clue. Ruel is the one who speaks the secret word, not me. 
uh, Ruel. So don't listen to me for the secret word. Listen for Ruel. It's going to be one of his games. So now you have broken down. There's five of the games you can ignore, the ones I'm talking about, because it'll be one of his games, um, which is how we do our top tens. Five of mine and five of his. And it's like the uh, the uh, Rudo, Ruel and Rado top ten combined sort of thing. Also, if you just want to know where it is, if you're a subscriber to the channel here on Twitch or on Patreon or you're a member on YouTube, I'll just tell you. Make it super duper easy. If uh, Because, hey, if you're financially supporting me, the least I can do is make it easier for you to win a really cool game. But um, all that aside, we have now got to move on to the main event, which is every month I record the Rotto Talks Through podcast. And I put it at podcast.rotto.com. It's on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and all the places podcasts are. And um, it's in two halves. The first half is me talking about games and channel-related stuff. And then the second half is when Jen comes on, and she t- and there's maybe a few que- game questions for her, but for the most part, we talk about personal stuff. What's the state of our lives? What are our thoughts about the events of the day? Um, you know, uh, advice, whatever. Things like that. So, today... I am going to be live streaming, recording myself, answering all the questions, the game and show questions that were submitted to the email address questions at rotto.com. But as I was saying earlier, I didn't get as many this month as normal. It's going to be a shorter episode of the podcast, which is fine uh, because actually the previous month was almost five hours long. It was like way too long. So it's okay if we have a shorter one. But if you're here, while I'm going through these questions, if any of these maybe spark some questions of your own, send them my way. After I'm done recording, I'll take a look and see if there are any good questions that we should also throw into the podcast that are kind of podcast worthy. So they really need to be more game focused, um, you know, and something that I could really kind of chew my teeth on, you know, um, as opposed to simple stuff like, what's your favorite X? I mean, those are fine too. But anyway, if you want to put a question in for the podcast and had me hit it at the end of this show during basically a Q&A portion, start your question with a question mark, um, right? Question mark, what's your favorite game? End question mark if you want. You don't you don't need a question mark at the end. You need a question mark at the beginning because that puts it into a special queue where I will not miss the questions. And then I'll review that queue and see if there's anything more. Right? Okay. So um, that's it. Let me get the, um, the Word document up. And I, so I can go on ahead and get you out of the way. Right? And so I need to keep... This and this at the ready. All right, so I've got the browser. I just keep this in case anybody asks me a question. i got to go look something up. I can just bring that up. This is a podcast you can listen to on audio, or you can watch the podcast on YouTube in video form, so you can actually see what I'm talking about, depending on how you want to go. Okay, and my phone just beeped at me again. Earlier, Paulo was chewing my ear off. I guess he forgot that this is live streaming week. And, oh, oh no. Okay. Well, bad news, everyone. I was going to save this as a surprise till later. But after we were done with this, we were going to raid Ruel. My co-host in crime, the other half of the R&R show, he was actually going to be doing a very cool live run-through this afternoon at 2. And um, I guess I won't announce what it is, but I think it's an exclusive, if I recall correctly. But he just texted saying, emergency appointment with Dennis. I won't be streaming at 2. This has been a month. Ugh. Uh, I'm sorry about that, man. I'm sorry about that, man. Don't worry. Uh, good luck with the tooth! Exclamation point. Smiley face. Boop. Sent. 
Alrighty, so we'll be rating somebody else at the end of the show. Actually, you know what? I think, if I recall correctly, Ryan Crichton, a number member of the Rado uh, extended community, is going to be streaming this afternoon too. So maybe we'll raid Ryan if, if I'm right, if I'm remembering that correctly. But anyway, so bad news, but uh, don't worry. We will recover. Uh, there will be all kinds of good, fun board game talk today. Starting, well, starting now, because I think I've got this ready to go. Uh, oh, wait, although... Before we go, whenever um, on a live stream we're about to do the main show we've come to do, first, you, audience, must battle to the death. Which means, uh, let me go on ahead and unleash the battle royale. Uh, Exclamation point, battle royale. There we go. So basically, if you're a subscriber here on Twitch, you automatically get one of those cute little avatars you can customize and all that. And every week, the, uh, the avatars... Fight to the death. And I see you just threw that in big in AJ Fox. It's not going to save you, but we'll see what happens. Okay, so I'm out in the middle of nowhere. AJ Fox was unhappy with me calling him out, and he backstabs me with his with his double fork action, and I return the favor to him. And, oh my gosh, I'm surrounded. Kabuki Kid, and uh, I make a break for it, but Brilly Pat takes me out with a quick backstab. And AJ Fox... AJ Fox is in trouble. One more hit and he's gone. But, um, yep, Billy Pratt takes out me and AJ. And more importantly, Billy Pratt just got the health pack. This is Billy Pratt's battle to lose as he goes after Corthane. Run, Corthane! Billy Pratt's br- almost goes back for another health pack and decides, nah, I don't need it. But now he throws down with Tibby Baloo. Um, a lightsaber and an ice cream cone are not to be trifled with. And two health packs on the field. Tibby Baloo is now the odds-on favorite. As Billy Pratt throws down with Danuga. Billy, get that health back. Don't turn around, Billy. Oh, this is it, folks. Let the battle commence. Um, Demon Skull versus cool 3D glasses and ice cream. Uh, it looks like Bi- Timmy Blue has the upper hand, but Billy Pratt gets a backstab. Timmy Blue turns around. Is it too late to turn around? Another backstab from Billy, which is a go-to move. But it wasn't good enough, Billy. You could have backstabbed everybody else, but not the Tibby. Nobody puts Tibby in the corner. Tibby Blue is the winner. Gets 100 coins that they can use for further customization, although Tibby is looking quite sharp as it is. Your first win, Tibby. Congratulations. All right. Everything's coming up, Tibby. Um, For you and for me. So, um, yeah, that that was all cool. And by the way, folks, you can just engage each other in duels. You can actually even challenge each other to duels uh, where different, where Mortal Kombat music plays, um, which gets me totally demonetized, but that's okay. I I don't particularly mind. Um, Actually, I haven't, I haven't, no, I mean, the times this happened, I don't think the YouTube has ever recognized or picked up on the uh, Mortal Kombat music, you know, or the, um, oh, what is that? The, uh, the Star Trek music either from Alexander Courage. It seems like well, a couple of, I think in the last podcast, I briefly put video on the screen of a movie trailer. Cause I was talking about a movie that a person asked a question about, and that got me demonetized. And I'm like, ah, that's okay. Um, alrighty. Timmy, you should get back to editing, but it's a good thing you showed up, uh, editing your notes to teach later, but battle Royale is more important. Yes, it is. Especially when you vanquish all comers. Um, you, you've, uh, you, you've done very well today. Okay, so let's get going. Let me find... Okay, all right, so I can minimize you. And I've got my gaming questions. They're queued up. I've got the browser queued up, ready to go. So, okay, folks, 
now, let's see, let me just do a quick check, just a quick chatty check and make sure there's not anything outstanding. Nobody's pointed out any issues. AG Fox, ah, AG AG Fox is going for dinner um, because he didn't win, I'm sure. Oh, AJ, Uh, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy your dinner. Um, uh, A muck time music, yes, Kabuki Kid. Although it wasn't just a muck time. I mean, that was the standard go-to combat music in a lot of fights. It's just obviously most remembered from a muck time. And is that because... Of uh, Jim Carrey in the Cable Guy, maybe I don't know. It's forever blazing in, in my as is all the Alexander Courage music. It is so lovely. Uh, or, uh, maybe it's not, but it's certainly lovely because it's part of my childhood. All righty. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, Time Roller is already looking at the first question. Uh, all righty. And um, all right. Okay. I see some questions are coming in. Cool. 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 So yeah, remember, folks. Questions start them with a question mark. As you saw Timmy Blue do a little bit ago, and we'll get to those at the end. We'll do some Q and A. We'll um, raid somebody. It'll be a good old time. But for now, I am going to turn on the "Hey everybody, I am not listening anymore." So, although, um, although I will stop to say thank you, uh, Thamad J, for subscribing with Prime. It didn't cost you anything, and it gets us. Oh, we are really close, folks, to unlocking a bonus video. Which is cool, because I kind of need to unlock a bonus video. I mean, you just saw, I don't have time um, to film all these things, but you will make it happen if we uh, keep on going. So thanks for the sub. Didn't cost you a penny. Um, Very soon, um, uh, uh, Thema J, your avatar will appear somewhere down below. He comes with some basic stuff. And the longer you go, you just earn, you accrue points automatically that you can use to customize. There's also down below the video a list of all the commands you can do. You can fart. You can you can give money to each other. You can um, play slot machines and uh, all the rest of it. But right, we are going to get going. The uh, reminder is up there. One last sip, and so I'm not recording the intro to the podcast. So this is going to be jumping like three or four minutes in. R- r- what I just said before was okay, folks. We'll be back right after this. Play a little bit of music and um, potentially an ad appears um, if an ad gets auto-inserted through Anchor.fm, which is still the best podcast spot. I mean, if you've ever thought, I mean, I'm not getting paid to say this right now because this isn't part of the podcast, but I'll say it anyway. If you have ever thought about starting a podcast, it is so freaking easy to do with Anchor.fm and it's totally free and you get distributed everywhere. Um... And you can turn on ads, too, and make a little bit of money on the side. So, uh, that's why I leave a few little bits. So, we might have just come back from an ad. Maybe not, because it's all automated. And we're just going to get right into the uh, the questions. So, right. Uh, yes, Kabuki Kid, well spotted. Brain in a jar. Uh, another great channel here on uh, Twitch that you can uh, catch. You can subscribe to them so you get notices, or just follow them so you get notices when they go live. Called Brain in a Jar, of course, because the uh, lady, uh, it's, it's a husband and wife team, and if I recall correctly, she is a neuroscientist or um, you know some kind of brain researcher. That is what she does in her day job, and for fun, she live streams board games. So, it is a smart and very fun show. I went ahead and got, I wanted to support the show by buying a shirt and giving them some merch and then wearing it for a month. Uh, the month is almost over. I haven't decided what shirt I'm going to wear next month. I keep trying to get Ruel to make a Tabletop Tonight t-shirt so I can wear his shirt. I'm getting to the point, folks, where I'm just going to make it myself uh, and start wearing it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I should say, by the way, Kabuki, the, the majority of their videos are still about games and not about um, you know uh, uh, neurology 
Um, it's just really, really cool. Uh, and that, hence the name comes from Brain in a Jar. Although there are actually several jars here. Okay, so. <clears throat> and um, you're, are you rocking an RRT shirt, Agfox? Thank you very much. That, by the way, folks, is another benefit for subscribing. Uh, not only do you get an avatar, but you get discounts on Rotto Runs Through Merch. You just have to direct message me and I will give you a 20% off code that you can use at merch.rotto.com. You know what I should do? I've been pestering Ruel for like almost for six months now to make a shirt. I should just get his logo and put his shirt on my merch.rotto.com. And then if people buy it, I will just transfer the funds directly to him. Since I already pay him to, uh, you know, appear on the R&R show and do run-throughs anyway. I don't know why that never occurred to me before. I'm going to talk to him about that and see if... Uh, and I should do that with everybody. We should have an RTM shirt and a tabletop, uh, Tabletopia... Or a, a Tabletop Tolson shirt. And, uh, of course, I, mean, I know Ryan and um, Amy and Maggie, they already have their own merch stuff. I'll worry about that later. Today, I have delayed long enough. It is time. Poor... What is it? Chris has just been sitting here, sitting, waiting for um, his question to be answered. Not that he is actually physically here, but I can delay no longer. So let's get going. One last sip now. All right. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, podcast time is all done. Now I'm going to answer your good questions, starting with Tibby Baloo wondering, have I played have I played my hero in Shoes Tactics yet? No, I haven't. They contacted me and they said, "Hey, what do you want your hero to do?" And I said, as I said earlier, I'm not a video board game designer. I don't do that anymore. But I said, what I think would be cool is, you know, if you're, if you're trying to be part of the Rado mythos, I talk really fast. I run through things. Something that has to do with speed. Something that has to do with a lot of forward velocity would make a lot of sense. So that's what I suggest. And he said, oh, that's a cool idea. I'll give it some thought, and I haven't heard anything since. All righty. Do-do-do. Um... Did I hear about Crossing Oceans, which is Max Gertz's re-implementation of Transamerica? I hope you cover it. Me too. I think Transamerica is great. Arguably, Transamerica is actually the better game than Concordia. And uh, so I look forward to seeing it. I will talk about it when I get to my Essen preview that I'm going to be doing next week, late next week. So I'll talk about it then. But yes, I'm very excited. Because I thought um, Trans... Or not... Did I say Transamerica? And it wasn't called Transatlantic, right? Uh, but anyway, I thought that game was great, and it unfortunately did not get as much love as it should. Tibby Baloo says, I know you don't like switching to alter ego form. Oh, no, I love switching to alter ego form. That's the whole point. I hate it. Most hardcore gamers of Marvel Champions say, oh, we have to switch into our clothes. That's always a failure. Anything that will let me just stay as a hero longer is the only way you can have fun in this game. I'm like, no, I have fun when I go home. When I go back to my job, when I have to balance my life with my superheroic side gig. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I love when a hero makes you transform. I loved, um, wait, 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 wait. But I was curious, Tibby continues, if 
Their intent is that you fight the bad guy, they escape, uh, you do not bring them, uh, they, they scheme while you're not fighting them. See, Timmy, you get it. That's exactly the original design of Marvel Champions. And it's brilliant, and I love it. And as time has gone on, the design crew has moved farther and farther away from that, completely ignoring building up the um, intrinsic interest of switching to alter ego form and, um, you know, going back to work. I mean, I I love She-Hulk because she has alter ego stuff, which is all about her job as a, a lawyer that can help you stop the, the plot because that just works thematically. Because she, okay, I can fight him on the streets or I can fight him in the courts. I think that's great. And all heroes, not all heroes, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, they don't have, they, they, their personal life, they, they only have their one life. They don't have an alter ego. So I, I, I'll forgive it there. But every character who is popular not because of their superpowers, but because of the human stories they tell, Marvel Champions, as time has gone on, is telling those human stories less and less and less. So you've got it, Tibby Baloo, in a way that it feels to me, having no direct uh, communication with them, that the designers themselves have lost their way. I've forgotten. Okay, next up. Uh, Fred says, In what games does Jen routinely trash me? Most of them. I used to, many, many years ago, I used to actually use the Board Game Geek and keep track of all our scores and stuff like that. Gen won about, I forget, it was like 63% of all games, which um, means I won, what, 37% of all games, right? Which is not great. Um, but uh, she does better than me. I She does better than me across the board except for a few things. One is, uh, any game where you get an advantage for being able to anticipate what your opponent's going to do, she's at a real disadvantage to me there, unless she chooses to do it. She just often doesn't do it. Whereas I, I'm always paying attention to what she's doing. But that aside, I am generally better at a tactically focused game. She is better at strategic games because she has more patience than me. I am better at games that incentivize you to keep it lean and keep moving. Agricola is the best example of this. I almost always win Agricola because no matter how many... And we've played this game probably, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 times over the years. We used to play it like clockwork every Sunday for years before I started doing Rotter Runs Through. She always overextends herself. She always dreams too big. Whereas me, I'm saying, oh, just these three cards. This is it right here. She hates, for the longest time, she would refuse to ever get cards in Dominion that actually let her thin her deck out. Because she wants more, more, more. How do you like it? So uh, that's a place where I... So I, I tend to thrive in those situations more than her. But otherwise, she pretty much cleans my clock pretty readily. And then the other thing, when I do win, I tend to win by a few points. When I lose, I tend to lose by 20 points. Um, anyway. Next up, Railing Kill. What's a game you love to play but have never won? Uh, yours is Fantastic Factories. Well, the thing is, probably most of the games I play, because most of the games I play, I play them with my wife. She's going to win. And if we only play it a couple of times, and then it goes on the shelf because I move on to the next thing. So, I mean, that's that's it. Most games. Most games for me. Uh, because I'm going to... Oh, you just heard. I win 37% of the time. Am I doing the math right there? If she wins 63% of the time... 63 to the 7. Yeah, I think that's right. So, eh. I, I don't really have a good answer for that like you do. I, 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 and the thing is, I play so many games. If I played one game over and over and over and over and over again and it kept happening. But, I don't know. I mean, like Sagrada. Sagrada is 10 games, right? Which, by the way, for those, don't forget. Watch the top 10 um, roll and write games and listen for Ruel to say it and you can win this. She won the first... Five games, I think. 
if I recall correctly. I was just on a huge losing streak, and I was getting kind of demoralized. But then when it got into the second half, I invested in other things because you get like, hey, if you lose, you can do these other things. And then I won some very, very big, important games. And if I recall correctly, I ended up winning the entire campaign uh, just by a narrow margin because um, I won when it really counted. <laughs> Righty. Let's see. Okay, I think that's all the stuff you guys threw in, you guys and gals. Thank you for sticking out this long. Um, wow, that was much longer than I thought. And wow, I was promised we are going to go raid the heck out of Ryan. What is he doing? Oh, that's right. I believe today Ryan started his Fisterfest, which is he's going to be doing a playthrough of, if not all Fister, he is now, he owns all Fister games, and he's going to be doing a series of Fister after Fister after Fister after Fister. And I'm looking, and he's got Boone Lake on the table right now, and Boone Lake is awesome. And Ryan is awesome and just incredibly entertaining so i suggest you stick around for this raid folks and uh tell ryan i said hey and uh use that rotto raid icon we have new emojis where you can say rotto raid right so be sure to do all that and you are gonna go um give ryan the business in three two one raid go 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 and let's see if that worked twitch dot tv uh nights around a table it's really a shame this interface does not give me any idea if it actually works so i have to actually go and look at him okay and i don't see did it work yes it did okay it looks like it worked and maybe he just hasn't noticed interesting cool those are the player boards oh he has no idea his raid alarm is broken. Oh, his bullets are, work, are broken. Oh, no. These are quite nice bags, actually. Oh, well, he will notice eventually. Well, quite nice. That's embarrassing. Normally, he's really on top of that kind of stuff. Uh, but anyway, folks, I got to go do some editing now and get ready to film the rest of this with Jen. So thanks. If you've made it this far, uh, then you're a real super fan. Talk to you later. So long. Bye. Bye. Same cubes and the same. So the same wood.